Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. Hey, how's everybody doing? You know, it's hard to look up here directly into the sun, but at least the sun's out and it's making you warmer, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm excited about today, and it is, as Todd said, the midpoint and our kind of a big day for us, and we have so much to be thankful for. God has poured out His grace. We have shared that grace and gifts with others, and it is resulting in thanksgiving and praise to God. It's the dance of the graces, as Paul kind of alludes to there in 2 Corinthians 9. And, you know, I was walking around praying about this sermon today, and I was I happened to, I was behind those doors and I looked out and I saw that sign given to God and given for others. And I'm telling you, I couldn't be more thankful right now this morning, just be, just seeing what all God's done through that word that really it was a personal word for many, many years, a few decades. And then and then I remember asking a, a mentor friend, do you think that word's for everybody? And I just I can't say how emphatically. I'm just seeing the joy of, yes, that word is for everybody. Everybody, it's a calling for all of us to be given to God and given for others. Well, last week, uh, Graydon got us going on the Advent series for this year, 2020. God with us did a great job talking about peace in the mess. Can I get a witness (laughs) out there somewhere? A little bit of mess going on in our world. And today we're talking about hope for the future. Now, out of this crowd here today, how many of you guys need hope for the future? Yes. <laughs> I do too. I, you know, the th- one of the things about preaching and whether you're watching, you know, worshiping with us online or uh, just here in the parking lot, one of the things about preaching is a lot of times you have to live through what you're trying to preach about. And so uh, I needed some prayer, man, on Wednesday. I was just had gotten down and uh, about some stuff and and uh, I found out from the, the women's prayer meeting had been going on Wednesday and their, their whole theme had been hope, not knowing that I was preaching on hope today. And it was super encouraging uh, to me personally. And I just want to say to you, you're not here by accident. I'm not here by accident. We're not here by accident. God has a plan for us and he is wanting to work hope into our lives that we would be like little children that grow up and grow to maturity. We, we, we learn to actively hope and not be passive in that. The pandemic is like that we've been going through this year. It's like a brief history of humanity. It's like a little history. It's like humanity in a microcosm that something came into the world that caused fear and disease and anxiety and death. And that's kind of like sin. Virus is kind of like sin a little bit, right? And, and it's so squeezed down. Lord willing, I'm saying it's squeezed down. We can see the end of this thing. And that's how God wants us hoping through the things that we go through in life. And we're really in an opportunity. If we think about it like this, we're really in an opportunity for, uh, for, for forced almost growth. For, for God giving us an opportunity to really trust in the Lord in a fresh and new way. So let's read the passage, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 and 24. It's where we started last week. We're going to start again this week. God with us. 
Actually, it's 22 and 23. Actually, I'm going to grab my glasses. I'll be able to tell you much more accurately what it is. It's 22 and 23. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And the main thing I'm trying to say today is that our hope for the future is grounded in the coming of Jesus Christ, God with us. It's our hope is that God has joined humanity and man together in the great mediator, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's bringing heaven and earth together. And I've just been fascinated with it, like the, the Venn diagrams, you know, where the two circles come together. And that is just such a great representation of God and man coming together, of heaven and earth coming together. And that's the trajectory of God coming toward us. He's coming toward us. He's not trying to pull us out of here to go someplace else. He's coming. Heaven's coming to earth. I've read the end of the story. New creation, new heavens, new earth. And God is wanting to work that in us right now. Who He is, what He's done, what He's doing, and what He will do. And so, three things real quick. We have a great hope for the future because first of all, number one, God's pursuit of us Number two, God's promise to us. And number three, God's passion for us. So let's hit the first one. God's pursuit of us. When you read that verse, you know, Emmanuel, God with us, and all this took place, it points to a story. We're a part of a story. And back in, uh, before creation, God had a plan to love us and to bring us into fellowship with us. And so he created with him. And so he created us. And. And. Sorry, just trying to get the story flowing in my heart here. And so he created us in the garden and he put Adam and Eve there and said, don't eat from this tree, but they ate from the tree and one of the first decisions that they make is to hide from God. In Genesis 3, verse 9, God comes to Adam and Eve. And to Adam, He says, where are you? Which is such a great question for us right now. Where are you? Do you know where you're at in the midst of all that's going on in life? And here's the point. God is pursuing us. It's the story of God. That's the trajectory of God. That He is coming to us. And that our, to know that our hope is grounded in knowing that God wants us. He wants a relationship with us. Our hope is totally grounded in God. He's coming to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And we remember that right now during this Advent time. So God is pursuing us. The second thing, our hope for the future is grounded in God's promise to us. God's promise to us. Again, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. It's a promise. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. So this whole chapter in Matthew chapter one, it's God interacting with humanity, the genealogy, the promise to Abraham, to Abram. God comes to a man named Abram and says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless all the nations of the earth through you and through your family. And that took faith for him to believe that. And then he comes to David is the ne next big section on that list of the genealogy comes to David and he says, I'm going to bless you. 
And I'm going to give you a son. And your son's going to have a kingdom that will never end. It's going to keep expanding forever. That's what's going to happen to you, David. And then this promise here in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22 and 23 is, is a promise that was given in Isaiah chapter 7 to King Ahaz. And Ahaz was trusting in the political system of the day, who he could make alliances with, the kinds of things that are going on right now in our country. And the prophet comes and says, the virgin will give birth, conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. And this is the promise of Jesus, the King coming to us in the Advent. And Jesus then on the night before he, the night he was betrayed, he has the last supper with the disciples. And he says, this is the cup of the new promise of the new covenant in my blood. I want you to drink this and I want you to always remember me. I'm starting something new. We've celebrated Passover for all these years. But now when you do this, you're going to remember me. Isn't that awesome? So it's a it's a promise to us. And I want to just go quickly to the certainty of that promise. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6, verse 13. And in my Bible, in the NIV here, it says the certainty of God's promise. It says, when God made His promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. This is from Genesis 22. And he goes on there in Genesis 22 and says, and not only am I going to give you many descendants, I'm going to bless all the nations of the earth through your family, through your seed. And, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Now, there's a word in Greek, elpis, which means hope. And there's a couple more words in Hebrew that mean hope. But a lot of those Hebrew words are like waiting, waiting patiently, waiting for something, waiting actively for something to come into our lives that we want to see happen. And so Abraham waited patiently. He waited actively. He obeyed God. He did what God wanted him to do. Verse 16. People swear by someone greater than themselves. And the oath confirms what was said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make, and here's what I want you to get, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of His purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. That's us. He wants to make the unchanging nature of His purpose clear to us. And so he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, which it is impossible for God to lie. We, so God can't lie and he's swearing by himself who he is as God, his character and his inability to lie. He's telling us the truth so that we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged, be greatly encouraged today because of the hope that God's given us in Jesus Christ. Verse 19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters into the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, 
was entered on our behalf, who has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Amen. Okay, so I pulled off the wind guard, didn't I? Sorry, I don't know where it's at. So, so our hope is grounded in knowing that God is faithful to his promises. In fact, I'm going to, in a couple of weeks, we're going to spend the, the whole sermon is on God's faithfulness. That's how, that's how hope rises in our hearts. That's, that's how he helps us through times of uncertainty. Then the final piece of this is that we have great hope for the future because of God's pursuit of us. God's promise to us and God's passion for us. All of this is grounded in the love of God. The love of God. Romans chapter 8, the final two verses of the chapter, that great chapter. Paul says, For I am convinced that neither life, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, hope hope finds its grounding in love. That's how hope rises in our hearts. When we know that we're loved, we can hope. We don't have to stay discouraged. We don't have to stay down when we know that God's got us. When He knows, When we know that He loves us. And this is the way it works. Love is the frame for hope. And hope is the frame for faith. That's how they work together. God loves us and we can hope in that. And then faith grows up in the seedbed of hope. Faith and hope and love working together. That's the way that process happens. And so hope is grounded in knowing that God loves us and that we're a part of this story. We didn't just... We're not just coming up with it here in 2020. We're part of a story that's been going for a long time. That God's got us. God's, he, he's carrying us. He wants to carry us. Now, the cool thing is that not only does He carry us like little children when we can't walk or do anything at all like little babies, but He also wants us to grow up and mature. He, he sets us down so that we can hold His hand and walk along with Him. And sometimes we're so sick we can't walk. Sometimes we're wounded and we've got a hurt ankle and we can't, and he picks us up and carries us, right? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. But it's not that he would always only carry us and us just be limp, can't participate with him. He wants us participating with him. He wants us being participants in the hope that we are getting to walk with God and we are getting to grow up and mature. We were praying in there this morning in the prayer room and just really felt like the Lord was saying, even for this next year, do the basics with consistency. He wants us growing in the base. That's maturity. That's what maturity is. Doing the basics with consistency. One definition anyway. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. That's not a word we use a lot right now. This means like it's just groaning. The, the world's groaning in its sin and loss and error. Long lay the world in sin and error pining until He appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. A thrill of hope. A thrill of hope. A weary world rejoices 
for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. You see, guys, Advent is all about seeing these things that God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And it makes real to us what He's done. God makes it real to us in the sending of His Spirit. The sending of His Son, the sending of His Spirit makes what God has done for us so very real. The pursuit, the promise, the passion. And because I'm not going to stand up here and preach, I can do a bunch more P words. The perseverance, the protection, the provision, the possibilities, the patience. Shout out some more, right? The propitiation, absolutely. Amen. And all of that, you guys, leads to hope. Hope for the future. We've got to hope because God loves us and sent His Son for us into the world. Personally, there's hope for me, for you. There's hope for our families. There's hope for our work stuff and our situations and our vocations and our life groups and our church family. There's hope for us. And you know, there's hope for the church all around the world. We're, we're participating in the same hope. All different kinds of different ways of doing different doctrines and things and formalities and informalities and high church and low church and charismatic church and Lord bless everybody bless everybody but but we stand together in this hope of Jesus coming again that he's come and that he's coming again and that's really all the church has is advent Karl Barth famously said that years ago, is that the church constantly, we only do it for about a month a year, but we live there. That's what Micah was saying this morning. We live there. We live in Advent. That Jesus has come and that Jesus is coming again. He's carrying us, but He wants us to grow. And part of growing is active faith that's fueled by hope. And and, and so I, I want to just hit this because we've been in this Nathan initiative piece we had no clue what all it was going to mean for us this year it's been huge that God led us into this and even this morning as an act of faith and hope we're looking forward we're we're planting trees looking forward to new creation even right now today we're living as a people of faith filled with hope for what God's going to do in the future we're not stuck here and we're not stuck we've always been just following Jesus being disciples into the future that he has for us. And we're not done. We're not done. Here in the parking lot, in your homes, we're not done. He's not done with you. And he's not done with me. He's not done with us. Praise the Lord. So what we're going to do here in wrapping things up, we're going to watch a video and uh, just kind of celebrating what God's done, some great testimonies. Just so thankful, really, you guys, to be a part of such a wonderful church family that is believing and trusting in God. And we're working through just the most crazy time of our lives, but we're doing it with faith rising, even now in our hearts for the days ahead and all that He has for us. Let's check out this video, and then I'll come back up with some final words. All right. So uh, one of the things we wanted to do today and just celebrating what 
God has done not just in the Nathan initiative, but also in the Nathan midpoint, this this kind of re-upping at the one-year mark. It's a two-year process, and so here at the one-year mark, we want to celebrate a few things, and and uh, as you guys know, we've been around through this process, our, our primary goal has been about engagement and about discipleship. It's been a discipleship initiative for us, first and foremost. And so our goal has been 100% engagement from the get-go. And so I, first of all, I want to celebrate the people part. And so this is what we were trying to do was we were looking for new commitments, first of all, and then fit people finishing strong, and then increases, people that had already committed but wanted to, to, to do an increase. And so praise God. First of all, we've had 38 people make new commitments to the Nathan Initiative. Yeah, I mean, and the wild thing about this is like we've been in the pandemic. It's been like, when are we meeting? Where are we meeting? How do we and how do people connect during this time? Which is really amazing to me. I just want to celebrate. Thank you, guys, whoever you are, whoever you are, that, that these new commitments for the Nathan Initiative. That's really exciting. Then on the finishing strong part, we had 469 people commit to finishing strong. Praise the Lord. That's really awesome. Again, in the midst of all the stuff that's happening and the uncertainties of life during this season, to have 469 folks that would say, hey, we want to finish strong. Yay. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. Thank you, Lord. I'm excited about that. And then we had 52 folks that wanted to increase their commitments. And I'm like, yes, Lord, thank you, God. Amen. And I just want to say that in the midst of all of this, you know, whether you've had to modify your commitment or you're increasing, it all matters. We're all going to the finish line together. And it's been one of those things because we did this. We didn't even know we weren't necessarily planning on doing this uh, coming into this year. I mean, we've been working on it last year, but not knowing about the pandemic. And it's been one of those things where we go, wow, praise the Lord, the church is still there. We know they're there because of their generosity. Thank you, Jesus. So these commitments on our secondary goal, we're pressing on to do, for all of the things that we're trying to do during this time, every, every, uh, every day, every sphere, every nation. And so our total commitments are now up to 5.7 million. And so we're encouraged about that that the number didn't go down, it went up during the middle of the pandemic. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. We are so thankful for that. I'm encouraged, really, that you guys want to remain engaged, encouraged, generous, and faithful during this time. And we're looking forward now. What's God going to do during the next 12 months? We're still moving forward and we're still believing God for that $7 million to come in on all the things that we're trying to do here. We want to be praying toward that. So this morning, we're going to finish. We just felt like, hey, let's finish the whole thing today with our offering time. And so there's boxes up here at the front. If you've got checks, that's a handful of us. Because I know so many of you guys do the online thing. Kim and I are still check people. But uh, we do some, and we got, there's a few others. But uh, anyway, just after the service, if you want to come, come up and put, put your offering in the box, that's great. If you want to give online, that's great as well. Go to AntiochFortWorth.com. And let's just, let's finish with a prayer, and I'm going to speak a blessing over you. Father, we are so very thankful today. We are filled with hope. There's hope in our hearts 
God, for the days ahead. And we want to be actively expressing hope, Lord, in our generosity, in the faith that our generosity represents. Lord, we're thankful people. And Lord, I'm thankful. I I know I'm the the mouthpiece, but Lord, I'm just a part of this people too. Lord, we're in this together. And I'm just thankful, Lord, to see uh, just new people jumping in, people committing to finish strong, people increasing their commitments. And Lord, we say today as an expression of what you're wanting to do, the headquarters you're wanting to build here in this city, the way you're wanting work to continue, the mission to the city, to this region, the nation and the nations. Lord, would you continue to do that work in and through Antioch, in and through Antioch, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You guys stand up and I want to speak this blessing over you. Stand up in your homes as well. May you be the most generous, Jesus-looking, loving people on planet earth. He loves you and it's a joy to walk with you. May his blessing rest upon you today and always. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Love you guys. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.